Over the Fence podcast. So, baseball has put out its proposal to the players, and um, the players are now mulling it over. The Players Association is now mulling it over, but there are some things about it that are a definite no, and this has been going on. This has been out now for a few days, but I was kind of holding back on doing a podcast about this because I wasn't sure, honestly, how I felt about all of it, and as I'm kind of just going through it today, there are some things I'm still not sure about, but then there's also some speculation that I just want to do as far as what this is going to mean for the long-term future. So by now, a lot of you know what the terms of this um, proposal are that the owners have put out to the players. It's going to be an 82-game season. Um, there will be a universal DH. Um, instead of having the three divisions, East, Central, and West, which was an idea that I had really loved, um, they're going to stick with the American and National League and the same divisions, but you're only going to play teams in your own division and the division that coincides with your division geographically in the other league. So the NL East teams will play AL East in interleague, um, NL Central plays AL Central, and so on. Um, this plan does include a universal DH, which makes sense if you're going to have to play all those um, interleague games. Um there will be a taxi squad. There will be an increase, um, a 30-man roster with a 20-man taxi squad. And there will be a longer postseason. And this plan also called for a 50-50 revenue split. So let me just go over this. So the 82-game schedule, okay, that's good, in my opinion. You don't want to have too many games. And they want to wrap this up around the normal time. They don't want this extending into November. Because who wants to see baseball in November? Plus, obviously, we know that they're talking about the possibility of another wave of covid in the fall, so you don't want to run into that. So, 82 games sounds good. The 30-man active rosters and the 20-man practice squad. Now, here's my only thing with that. If you're trying to stop the, or you're trying to prevent the spread of a disease, having 50 guys in the clubhouse, I mean, are the 20 other guys, are they going to be in the clubhouse, or are they just going to be nearby? I'm not really sure exactly how that works. Um, and I don't know if this means that there aren't going to be minor league games, and if that's the case, I'm not sure why not. Wouldn't it make more sense to have your minor leagues and have them playing someplace else where they are not on top of each other and everybody's in the same place. But I don't know. Maybe somebody knows better than me how they plan on working that. Um, the increased postseason, I don't. I think 14 teams in the postseason is too much. I understand why they're doing it. I know that they are trying to make up the money that they're going to lose from not having fans in the stands. So instead, now you have a longer postseason with more cable money and everything like that. But I, this is probably going to mean that some teams that are like 81-win teams or 80-win teams or even less are going to make the postseason. And obviously, we know the nature of baseball. A team like that could end up in the World Series and even end up winning it if they get hot. And I don't love that idea. I don't like the idea of sub-500 teams ever making the playoffs. And I think if you have... You have a 30-team league, and if you allow 14 teams in the postseason, there's a pretty good chance you may have a sub-500 team in there, and you may have your first losing team with a losing season to win the World Series if, if this continues. And I'm going to talk about whether or not all this is going to continue. And the revenue-sharing thing. Now, this is the thing that I kind of was hung up on the most because I just I understand. like Baseball is never going to have a salary cap. I think we all can pretty much estimate that baseball will probably never have a salary cap. I think the only way baseball will ever have a salary cap is if there is another work stoppage and the owners hold out and they hold out for an extended long time and they're willing to give up multiple seasons of revenue, which would be 
absolutely in this day and age if you think that 94 strike for those of us who are old enough to remember it was devastating for the sport losing the game for about nine months or whatever it was until they came back the next spring can you imagine in this day and age now with all the social media and all the streaming services and everything how many things you're competing with to get people's attention especially young people and then your sport doesn't play for two years or three years it would be absolutely devastating so that being said if that's what it takes I don't know if we're ever going to see a salary cap. And they say that this revenue sharing thing is akin to a salary cap. That it is the same thing to a salary cap. Now, the other leagues all do the revenue sharing. The NBA, the NFL, and um, and hockey, the NHL, they all do revenue sharing. I think NFL, they only get 40%, uh, 48%, I think. And with baseball, they were proposing 50%. But the players are saying no because, they, you know, obviously they're saying that this equates to a salary cap. If the teams are splitting their revenue between the players, there's only so much that the teams can play, can pay um, players. And at least I think that's how it works. Um, and if that's the case, then it's going to keep players from signing. Now, this leads to a whole lot of other things. Like, if you're going to be a free agent coming out of this season, especially if the season doesn't play, um, I think you'd rather just keep your same contract and just go into it, go into 2021 and have a chance to play for it then because who's going to sign a big name free agent coming out of a season where you barely made any money because of this whole pandemic and because of not having fans in the stands. So that's a whole other story. I kind of went on a tangent with that, with that, but that's the one that I've been kind of racking my brain with here about whether or not who do I side with there? Do I side with the players? Do I side with the owners? Because everybody is going to, to hurt with this. And you know, the owners are going to hurt, and I understand they're billionaires and they make a ton of money doing things other than baseball, but they're going to lose so much money this year, not have, have losing all these games they've lost so far, and then coming back with games with no fans, and, you know, TV, you know, we'll see how the TV money goes, they're trying to just get something out of this season, and the players agree to a prorated salary, which they should, I mean, you can't get paid right now, you can't expect to be paid in full right now when, when the owners can't make anything and there are no games at all. But I think that this is something where they're going to have to bend a little bit. I mean, I, in my opinion, I think saying absolutely no to the revenue sharing, maybe they get a higher percentage or something like that. Maybe they agree this is only temporary and it's not permanent. It's only for this season. But you can't expect to come out of this the same and have everybody else come out of it hurting. I mean, you're going to have to hurt too. And you're going to have to hurt more than just the prorated salary. I'm sorry. I mean, this is this is just a disaster for everyone. So I just... I know, I don't know how this sounds, but I, it's hard for me to go with the players on this. It's hard for me to really side with them because everybody is being hurt by what's happening to the game. And you can't sit there and say, okay, I've been hurt a little, but that's as much as I'm going to allow myself to be hurt. Everyone's going to be hurt. So if you want to come back and play, then you're going to have to agree to, you know, I, they can negotiate this. Maybe 50-50 is a little, you know, maybe they want a higher percentage or, or so, they're going to have to negotiate on something, but that's just like the owners are making a ton of money. The players, many of them are also. And the people who are really getting hurt, especially if they keep holding out and there are no games at all and they end up canceling the whole season, are the players who aren't making that much. Are the minor leaguers who, is there even going to be a minor leagues this year? You know, those guys are struggling to make a living. Um, the players who make the minimum, the minimum's still a lot, but if you're not getting it, then it's nothing. And, you know, now you're talking about cutting these guys' salaries in half or even less. So try to come up with something so that we can get back, even if you have to compromise a little on this. Don't wipe out the whole season, you know, hopefully, um, regarding this just because you feel like you shouldn't have to hurt anymore. And the other thing is um, player safety. And this is where I do understand 
the players are the ones who are going to have to be on the field. They're the ones that are going to have to be out there. I presume they're not going to be wearing masks while they're playing. I can't imagine how you could do that. They're the ones who are going to be out there breathing the air. They're the ones who are going to be tagging each other, sliding into each other, sweating. Um, I think like I think in the Korean League where they're playing right now, you're not allowed to do high fives or spit or anything like that. But some things like that are going to happen by accident, if anything. They're the ones who are putting themselves at risk. And so this is where I understand. This is where I, I get the idea. That's why I'm just you know, struggling with this whole thing because I get that they're the ones who are going to be risking their lives while the owners are going to be up in the owner's box with a mask on and they're going to be protected. And I'm sure the players will be tested regularly, but just being tested regularly doesn't mean that it's a guarantee you don't get it. And they're the ones who are going to be basically putting their lives on the line. They're going to become frontline workers by going out there and playing this game in the heat, in the summer, sweating against each other. You can't social distance when you're standing at bat and the pitcher is, okay, the pitcher's 60 feet away, but the catcher and the umpire are right behind you. And then you get a hit and you go to first base and the first base umpire and the first base coach and the first baseman are right next to you. You can't social distance. So yes, they're putting themselves on the line. And if they decide because of that, that, you know, we just don't want to come back this year. We just want to wait until 2021 when it's safer. If that is the reason, I understand. I can't knock them. These are men with families, a lot of them, and they're just people, and nobody wants to get this thing. Nobody wants to get this. So in that way, I do understand if it comes down to that. And we haven't seen any of the sports come back. I know golf is coming back this weekend, and I know they're playing out in Korea, baseball. But as far as the United States, we're we're the hotbed of this thing, um, especially in the Northeast where I am. Um, we haven't seen anyone come back yet. We, the NBA has a plan, but they haven't come back yet. The NFL hopes to start on time, but they have a little ways to go, and we don't know how that's going to work. So, And the NHL hasn't come back. So we'll see regarding all that. But I get the safety thing if it's about safety. Sorry about that. Um, I do get the idea um, if it's entirely about safety, why they wouldn't want to come back right now. Now, um, just a couple things about what this is going to mean as far as these changes. The universal DH... I hope this means that that's permanent and it's not just for this season. I hope that once the National League has a season with a DH, they don't go back to playing without a DH um, in 2021 or whenever things are quote-unquote normal again. Um, I hope that that is a permanent thing. I think that, that there's a possibility it will. Um, not if having a season with one might mean that they will not be able to or not desire to go back to life without one. Um, and... As I said earlier, is it possible that something like this may affect the collective bargaining agreement in 2021? I think it's after 2021 that the CBA expires and there are going to be negotiations. And now the owners may be mad and say, listen, we lost a lot of money in 2020, a lot more than you guys. So you guys really have to compromise with us for this new CBA because we agreed we just needed to get that season going and we got it going. And now you guys have to compromise a little bit more and they may play harder, a little more hardball in those negotiations. And could it lead to another work stoppage? Could it lead to another strike? And could it lead to a long term strike where the owners finally say, look, we're just we're just we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to let these salaries keep going astronomical and we're not making enough. You know, we're you know, the revenue isn't isn't there to, to justify how much players are expecting to make. So I don't know. That's just my speculation. But. I think that there are um, these changes in baseball. This is not a temporary thing. I think that um, it's permanent, or at least I hope it's permanent regarding the universal DH. And um, 
just my feeling about the schedule thing, I think it's a cop-out. I think that they, you know, I guess they had their reasons for doing it, but I really wish they had just gone to the three divisions. I don't get the point in teams playing interleague constantly against teams that have nothing to do with them now. I don't get the, you know, if you're going to have all these interleague games, I don't get the fact that now the Mets and the Red Sox are going to have a ton of games against each other and the Mets and the Yankees. I guess that's, it's fun. The, the Subway Series is fun, but if they're doing it, like, constantly for the entire season, like, they're constantly playing each other, and it doesn't mean anything because they're not in the same division. I don't get the point. So I don't like the idea of all this interleague if and you know you're just playing your own division or your counterpart to your division, but they still have nothing to do with you. I just find it to be pointless. So I really wish they had just gone with the three divisions, especially if we're doing Universal DH anyway. But I guess they had their reasons for that. Anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll see if the players actually, um, what the next step is, the ball's in their court. Will there be a counterproposal or what? But they can't wait too long because um, they want to start this spring training by mid-June and they want to start the season by early July. And if you start getting much past that, if it gets to a point where it's August and they haven't started yet, you start thinking about, well, what's the point? And who would ever honor a champion for a season that was less than half a season. If it gets to the point where they can't play 82, where they have to play 75, 62, something like that, then if you have like a 65, 62 game season, who's going to honor the champion of a World Series of that season? As it is, you got to think that whoever wins it this year is going to have an asterisk next to their name, and it's just not going to be the same thing. But once the game starts, we'll see how we feel about it. Anyway, those are my two cents on what's going on. Um, Everybody stay safe. God bless. Over the Fence Podcast, we're out.